Hey guys, and welcome back to What the Fork. Um, today we have us with us Dr. Hubbard, and we're gonna talk to him about like what his first year has been like, and Kevin's with us as well. Hello. So, I don't know, starting off with Kevin. Hi, I'm Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you have the questions, ask your questions. Oh, uh, all right, all right. I thought you were gonna introduce him properly. Like I did, you're gonna I let said, speak. this okay. is Dr. Uh, Hubbard. Do you wanna <laughs> say hi? I absolutely, good morning. Uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to be on the podcast this morning and look forward to answering any and all questions. Yeah. All right. So, do we just want to get in, or do you want to introduce yourself as who you are? Like yeah, I'd love to introduce myself. So, I'm uh, Brad Hubbard. This is my first year as the very proud principal here at Wheeling High School. Uh, I am extremely excited to have found Wheeling. Uh, it's been a, a wonderful school year, an opportunity for me to bring a lot of my experiences and hopefully skills and talents to a school that has absolutely incredible student body, uh, an amazing staff, and resides in a community that I've grown to love over the course of the last 10 months. Excellent. How, you, you already touched on it, like how has your first year here been? Like have you overall just enjoyed it and like everything? I think you could just, I don't know. She wants to specify exactly what your first year has been, like what, uh, what are those little moments that made you just enjoy it? Because you said you enjoyed it, right? Absolutely. Okay, so could we get a little bit of specification on that? Sure. So every day uh, is, is something new. And I think the exciting part about being in any school, uh, but specifically a high school and a high school like Wheeling, is there's just on any given day so many stories. There's so many opportunities to see students doing amazing things. And I think what I enjoy most as principal is that you get to participate in some of those amazing things with students in situations that sometimes their family members and their parents don't even get to. And um, you get to be out on the track and up on the dance floor and out at the school assemblies. And uh, my favorite part of the job by far and away is seeing our students doing things that they love. And so whether it's uh, in a broadcast booth or it's on a competition surface or in our theater, uh, performing. My favorite thing by far are the opportunities that I get to see and support our students doing things that they love, doing things that they may not otherwise have tried, or doing things that, uh, that, that, that inspire them to, to be better people, uh, but also inspire kind of what they want to do post high school. And so some of my favorite memories are, you know, Wheeling's Got Talent. I, I really enjoyed uh, the pep assemblies that we've had. I've been to so many different sporting events, concerts, shows, performances, uh, and, and everyone after the next just continues to open my eyes to how skilled and talented our students are and how special this place really is. Um, how does being a principal at Wheeling compare to like your past jobs as principals at other schools in the, pa like in the, in the past? Yeah, I think you know, I've had a, an amazing career. I've been very fortunate to work in some great schools, um, some high schools, but also uh, some, some elementary and middle schools. And I've been a high school principal at one other building. And, and you know, I, I've loved everywhere I've ever been. Wheeling is, is unique, though. You, you know, Wheeling is um, an extremely proud school. It's uh, a school that celebrates the diversity that makes us who we are. And it offers as part of District 214 and Wheeling specifically, there are so many offerings here. I've never been part of an organization that has so much for our students. 
and I think one of the really exciting things, but also one of the challenging things, is helping each and every one of our students find themselves uh, a, a place in this building and see themselves being successful and being able to do what it is that they're interested in, whether it's uh, health careers, manufacturing, performing arts, um, STEM, you know, our nanoscience program. There, there's so many different programs. Uh, we've got a courtroom in our school, and so to be able to see students learning about law, but trying trials and trying cases inside of a courtroom with uh, an attorney who's one of our teachers, um, who's got a, a judge's robe on, and it just there, there are things here at Wheeling that are just unspeakably unique and really, really special. And I've just really enjoyed the opportunity to be able to learn about those. And I think the challenge moving forward is making sure that each and every one of the students that walks through our doors sees themselves belonging here and sees themselves being able to be successful here as they navigate what they're passionate about. All right, well, you kind of already covered one of the questions that I was gonna ask you, which were like, what's the strengths and weaknesses? Um, so, do you have like a specific memory from this year that you won't, you can hold on to as your first year? I think there's so many memories. Um, something that's really important to me is my family. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the memories that stick out immediately when you say memory to me are ones that incorporate my family. Um, I'll, I, I will forever be grateful for the opportunity that Coach Paniakis gave my daughters, when they were honorary captains of the football game against Hersey, they were able to walk out uh, to the 50-yard line for the coin flip, and they, they were honorary captains, and they felt so special in that moment. And so being able to see them with our students and with our coaches out on our football field on a Friday night, I think immediately jumps out to me. We, my daughter and I, my daughter is a competitive dancer, and we went to one of the, the competitions for our team, and uh, the, the dancers embraced my daughter and brought her down to sit with them. Um, the cheerleader, cheerleaders have done the same thing, brought my daughters to sit with them during the announcement of awards and the preparation for their performance. Um, so there's so many things that I've seen that students have done that have impressed me and will forever stick with me, but the, the memories that jump out the most are the ones that involve my family and something that I'm so grateful to the Wheeling community for is how they've embraced not only me, but more importantly, how they've embraced my wife and two daughters. And to see my daughters included makes me know that this is the place that I need to be. Um, as we were talking about strengths, weaknesses, you wanted to talk about maybe some changes that you've seen around the school that maybe that you want to change, whether it would be from, you know, in between, in between like singular classes, hallways, maybe something different. Yeah, I think, you know, this year has been a year of listening and learning for me. I think that's important as a leader to come in. I certainly have a vision for how I think um, we can do education best but there's so many great things that are already going on at Wheeling High School and in District 214 that uh, I needed to spend a year listening and really learning. And so we haven't had any major changes. I think we've made some tweaks based on things that we've seen. Um, the thing that keeps me up at night uh, are, is the fact that, you know, when we say all, we need to mean all. And when we say every, we need to mean every. And so I want this to be a place where every single student sees themselves belonging 
and sees themselves with a pathway to success. And I think we'd be fooling ourselves if we felt like every student came in here every day feeling seen and heard and loved and affirmed. Uh, and so that's the real work of education. And so continuing to figure out how as a system we can position ourselves to identify and meet the needs of every single student, that's really important to me. So some of the things that, that, that we'll see for next year um, we are increasing the number of staff members that we have on our student services team. We're going to have an additional social worker, an additional psychologist, an additional dean um, to help support students. Um, we're going to change some of the structures um, on how we, we team with our counselors and our specialists and communicate with our teachers to make sure that we're identifying what students need because I'm really passionate about this idea that, that it's every single student and when we say every it has to mean every. And, um, so the, the work that we're going to do around trying to make sure that we're supporting students, that's really important. The other piece that we'll see some changes is just in some of the programming that we offer, um, some of the interventions that we have. So there's going to be a new math intervention next year for our incoming freshmen. There's going to be some other interventions that we're putting into place. And so um, as we've seen and try to identify what student needs are, now it's our responsibility to respond to those. And so from a structure and a system standpoint, we're going to see some changes. Um, you know, certainly, I think one of the things that uh, Mr. Rowley has worked really hard on this year as one of our associate principals is identifying places to really beautify the school. So we've got the new wrappings on the outside of the autos doors. We've got the pennants out on the flagpole, uh, on the light poles in the parking lots. We've got a lot of new graphics in the building. We're trying to really make this a place that everybody's proud of. Uh, and sees themselves being successful at. And so some of the aesthetic changes that we'll see are gonna continue to happen as we kind of upgrade facilities and really make this a place that we are all proud of. Is the um, making sure everyone is seen and heard in the school, is that what made you decide to submit for the, what was it, the democracy school? Is that what caused that? So the Democracy School program um, is a program that's been around for a number of years and it's an organization that highlights the, the work of schools to champion civic education. And I think one of the important things that we're doing and one of the important things that we're charged with as a high school is preparing students um, for what's next. And we want students to be contributing members of whatever communities they join, whether they go off to the military, to the workforce, to college, whether they stay here in Wheeling or they move out to California, we want to, to uh, be supporting the growth of students that are going to be civically engaged, civically minded, informed citizens. Um, and so the democracy school process really is taking a look at what we're doing to provide students with um, experiences like this, hosting podcasts and doing some really cool things, sharing people's stories. Um, but also how we're preparing students in their communication skills and in their skills to get involved and be active participants. And I think um, certainly that will address some of the needs. I, I, I want to be, as part of the Democracy School, we did a really comprehensive needs assessments of some of the programs that we have to offer and some of the things that we're doing here. And that allowed us a glimpse, a really unique glimpse into some of the spaces that we're providing for student voice. Um, and maybe identifying some areas where we could do better in terms of bringing students in to be active participants of our school and making sure that their voices have power as we're talking about the changes. It's certainly not my ideas or our administrative ideas or even the staff ideas that are going to really make the difference here at the school. 
it's the voices and the needs of the students. And so we need to continue to bring them in. And part of that democracy school process is looking at the places where we're offering chances for students to really weigh in and influence the decisions that we make. Um, can you like specify exactly on what, what changes you're hoping to see with that? Like, what are you, what are you exactly trying to see change from just having the democracy in here? So the democracy school, I think uh, the a couple of things will change. So one of them is we've identified so many great things that we're doing, and I think we need to be more intentional about sharing those great things. And so highlighting some of the opportunities that we have and highlighting some of the, um, the, the wonderful programs that we've got. I think out of the democracy school, that we haven't finished this part of the process yet, is to try to identify some goals as well. So what are some things that we could do better to, to continue to engage students and prepare students? And I think one of the things that just jumps out at me is um, continuing to find ways, and so these will be some of the changes hopefully, but ways that students can meaningfully, meaningfully contribute to the conversations and the decisions. So we've included students this year on some of our interview panels for some of our hiring. Um, we want student voice. We are bringing um, all of our teaching candidates are being brought to Wheeling to teach a class mm -hmm. and we're asking students for feedback. So if we've, got, if we've narrowed it down to two teachers for uh, a, a position, we'll bring those two people in, have them teach in front of students and have students give feedback on who they felt more comfortable with, whose style kind of um, matches some of their learning uh, abilities and, and learning strengths and learning styles. Um, and so we want to continue to find ways of incorporating student students and student voice into our decision making. And I think that'll be some of the changes that we'll see as more chances for students to have uh, more meaningful, impactful involvement. As, um, as your opportunity as a, as a principal, do you believe this is like the, the dead end for you? Or do you believe there would be any other opportunities that you, you would like to take? It's a great question. Um, you know, I've, I've had some really great opportunities in my career to continue to influence and impact, um, hopefully in a positive way, the schools that I've been fortunate enough to work in. Um, I definitely see the high school principal job. Uh, I've, I've held many jobs in education from teacher uh, to assistant principal to dean to principal to assistant superintendent. And for the past two years, I was superintendent of a school district. Um, and being a high school principal is uh, something I'm incredibly passionate about and brings me a, a lot of joy. Uh, I, makes me fulfilled in ways that, uh, that, I, that just, it's hard to articulate sometimes how much fun this job can be. It's also stressful and time consuming, uh, but it's, it's a really unique opportunity to get to know students in, uh, in their best times. Sometimes you get to interface with and, and help students navigate some of their most challenging situations, uh, but every day you feel like you have a positive impact. And so as I think about what's next for me, I, this is what's next for me for right now. Um, you know, I, I've, I've, I've been to the district office, I've done district level jobs, um, and there's nothing that I'm more passionate about than being in a building with students every day, um, exploring themselves, learning about themselves, and trying to help them find um, their, best path, their best path forward. 
Um, and so, you know, I feel like this is a, this is a great fit for me and my skill set and my passion. And I'm hopeful that the students and staff and community here um, believe that I'm a, a good fit as well. Do you want to ask the next question? Or do you want me to say it? Do you, you can ask it. All right. Um, that makes me nervous. <laughs> it's a tough question. I'm Jesus better at wording <laughs> questions than I am. I don't do a lot of questioning people. Uh, this is I great. I'm just really all over the place. That's great. She also has me doing, um, what's it called? So we do also do the yearbook here. Yeah. Um, they usually make me do um, the asking questions because I can just ask questions on the spot. Yeah. I'm really like that type of talkative person. That's a uh, skill. That's a great skill. Uh, what's What's a major um, change that you that should have an in, in positive impact on the environment? So uh, we were trying to ask, like, like we were ask, asking all ab about the democracy. What's just one simple like slight change that you um, that maybe you made here that you're changing again for the better? Like, you know, I don't know that it's a change necessarily. Uh, something that I really, really believe is that relationships in schools uh, are the most important aspect of what we do. And I don't think it was a change, but I think at the beginning of the year when I came in um, and had a really cool opportunity at the beginning of the year with the staff, um, just emphasizing the importance of working to build relationships with students and trying to find ways of facilitating our staff, building relationships with each other something that we've been very intentional we're gonna have a lot of new staff members here next year because mm -hmm. we've expanded some programming um, we have some people retiring we we're gonna have quite a few new staff members here more than 20 um, and one of the things that we've been extremely intentional in in hiring and this is something that I tell every candidate that I meet with um, nobody in this building gets hired without meeting with me first and something that I tell every candidate that I meet with is outside of trying to keep our students and staff safe every day my greatest responsibility as an administrator is the selection of who we put in front of our students and who we put in front of our staff. And so we take that process very seriously. Uh, and one of the things that we've been really, in, I think, specific about and intentional around is making sure that the staff that we're hiring are as focused on and they believe in the power of relationships as much as they believe in whatever content area they're coming to teach. And so this is a, a really special staff. This is a really special, uh, I think, student body. And we want to continue to embrace and celebrate our differences um, and also find opportunities of coming together and celebrating those differences. And so you do that by forming really positive, intentional, genuine, authentic relationships. And so I was explicit about that when I first got hired in my interview process was explicit about that when I got to meet with our staff for the first time. I've tried to model that throughout the course of my first year. And now as we talk about jumping into next year, we've been really intentional to hire people for next year, to join our team, to join our family that believe in the same things. So I hope this place continues to be um, a place where, where relationships win the day, um, where kindness matters, and where we get to make a difference with and for each other because we believe in and support one another um just a little question on that um do you have you actually met every single like teacher individually <laughs> that's a really good question um I, I the embarrassingly um i will say 
I have not had a one-on-one -on -one conversation or one-on-one -on -one opportunity to sit with every single staff member. Mm -hmm. um, you know, have I interfaced with every teacher? Absolutely, with every staff member, yes. We have whole staff meetings, mm -hmm. they've seen me. I think most, if not all people know who I am. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, in a school with almost 1,700 kids and you know, 230 staff members, um, you know, this year has been about trying to build those relationships and create those relationships. Um, but if everyone were to listen to this, if I were to tell you that I've met individually every single person that works here, um, I, I, you know, certainly we've had some sort of interaction, um, but not necessarily a one-on-one -on -one conversation. And um, that's something that's important to me and, and something that I strive to do every day. And so if I run across somebody that I don't know that I met, I'll be open and then say, I don't know if we've had a chance to formally meet. I don't know if we, this might be our first time having a conversation. Um, you know, I'll put that out there. And uh, people have been over the top accommodating and um, eager to have those conversations. And some people say, yeah, we did meet, but you know, it was a while ago and there were a lot of other people around and other people are saying, no, 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 this is a great chance to, to get to know you. So um, that's definitely a focus moving into the rest of this year and starting next year, really understanding kind of who we have here as a team, what their strengths are, what they're most passionate about, because then we can position staff and set them up for their best experience and their greatest impact on kids if we know that the we, we've put them in places that they're passionate about. Yeah, because um, as you were just saying, like, relationships are really important. I was thinking, I'm like, have you met all the teachers that are here? Because like, mm -hmm. I, I know some of them, I would I would say, like, they put their values as their culture in yeah. front. Yeah. So they, um, they're, like, really, you know, uh, so I was like, have you met all of them just like one by one? Because I, I think there's like a, there's a, there's a, there's a line right in between like, oh, do you know them to the point where you guys are friends or yep. do you just know them to the point where they're just coworkers, you're a principal and they're just um, teachers? Yeah. Because like you have to have known most of them at, by this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the vast majority, yes. Um, I, I'll just, nev I'll never say that I know everyone. Mm -hmm. And even if I've had a one-on-one -on -one conversation you know, it's important to me to build a, a deeper, more authentic relationship, and that comes over time. Um, and my last principalship, I was there for four years, and I can confidently say that by the time I left, I absolutely had, um, you know, at least some level of a meaningful relationship with everyone, and that's absolutely my intent and continued focus moving into year two. Um, we were saying uh, we do redirection as as a whole like in in the school wise maybe just in general for you is there any um redirecting that you would like to do with the the way things are here yeah I, I, we're always looking at systems and processes to help give students greater access to the resources that they need and so um you know as we talk about attendance and tardies and getting students to class and getting students to class on time um, as we talk about course selection and making sure that students really know all of the things that we have to offer here and they're able to intentionally select what they're most interested in and passionate about um, there's always processes that we're that we're trying to look at to make things better um, you know i want students to to have access to the teachers and to the resources that they need um, but we also need to, at times, you know, control traffic flow and things like that. And so sometimes those things are working against each other. Mm -hmm. When you lock down the access to the academic kind of hallways, 
you're kind of blocking access to the space that we're sitting in now and access to the library. And I want students to feel like they can get to the library. And so we're constantly administratively and with our staff having conversations about the, the practices and the procedures that we're using um, to keep the building safe, to make sure that students are making good decisions, but also giving students the autonomy and the flexibility and the access to the things that they need. And so there's always tweaks being made to, to you know, how we're, we're running the hallways and how we're facilitating um, processes, you know, how we're sitting with students and making sure that they understand all that we have to offer as before they go into that course selection process and choosing their classes for next year, the ways that we welcome our new families and making sure that that's an intentional um, opportunity for us to, to talk about what our values are and our belief in students and our, our uh, desire to make sure, our vision to make sure every student sees themselves being successful here. So there'll always be kind of some changes based on every individual event we have. We always debrief it, talk about how we could do it better, more efficiently, more effectively. And so those kinds of things we'll, we'll see constant tweaks in. Um, just a little quick question. Like the, you know how we have that little system by the gym that you have to scan in? Yes. And then also that little system ask, like, if you get come late. Oh, mm -hmm. the tardy table? Tardy yeah, table. the tardy yeah. table. There you go. Um, was that, was that one of your ideas? Um, not necessarily my idea. I part of conversations around just some needs that we saw and, um, trying to keep, you know, the, the, the PE space is, is an academic space. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a different academic space than maybe a, a classroom, um, but it is one of our classrooms and we want to treat it as one of our classrooms. And so making sure that um, the students that are in those spaces are the ones that belong in those spaces mm -hmm. and that we can productively have a PE class going on. I think um, we know the power of our staff and our students spending time with each other. Um, nothing will replace that. And I think we learned that during the pandemic when we were separated and doing things yeah. apart. Um, we, that, that highlighted the fact that in order to get the most out of our students and or, or in order for our students to get the most out of their educational experience, they need face time with our staff members. So attendance, tardies is something that um, really is something that we're trying to address. We wanna make sure um, that we maximize the amount of time that our students have with our staff members because we know that them working together is what ultimately will lead to the best outcomes. And so um, some of the, the, you know, the tardy tables and things like that are just our efforts to try to emphasize the fact that we value class time, we value the, our staff and the time that our students spend with our staff, um, and we want to support that in ways that we can, and those are some of the processes that, that we think we can use to try to maximize instructional time. Is it going to be permanent, or are you thinking about changing it maybe after? I'm sure there'll be some tweaks. Um, we're going to have um, some new staff members in our uh, attendance office and in our um, dean's office next year, and they might come with different experiences or ideas for how to do some things. And so, um, you know, we review all the time, kind of is it working, is it not working, and what kind of adjustments can we make, and I'm sure that we'll see tweaks over time. It's uh, something that's been brought up. I have a principals advisory council it's called PAC mm -hmm. uh, it's a, uh, a group of staff members from all the different areas of our building that I meet with monthly to talk about things in the school and so certainly um, some of those processes come up there I've got a student cabinet that <clears throat> I need to meet with more regularly that but we've started this year um, and it needs to have a, a, a better cadence of our meetings but there's opportunities for student voice to come up 
to talk about some of those practices and policies um, and hopefully the feedback that we're getting along with kind of the anecdotal data that we're collecting as we're doing those things allow us to make adjustments that make sense and allow things to work more efficiently. Um, just um, when you're hiring new like deans and all that, do you have any like questions you ask them? Like, like do you give them like a paper or something and make them write down like a prop, like an answer to a problem, like 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 that, like. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so it's it's unique. Um, we have a, a a very comprehensive interview process. So there's obviously paper applications they fill out. There's essay questions that they answer. There's videos that they have to record based on some interview questions, and we use those as our screeners. Then when they come in, we have um, depending on the job, it might be a little bit different, but they always meet with a team that has scripted questions. Um, and so that's an opportunity to see how they respond to some of these scripted questions and every question is asked of every candidate. And then from there, a couple of different things can happen. So if it's a teaching candidate, we bring them in to teach. If it's uh, someone that's gonna have some sort of leadership or coaching or mentoring role, um, we'll ask them to come in. Uh, just the other day, we're looking for a new uh, coordinator for our English language learning program, our EL coordinator. Uh, and so we ask them to come in and provide us with a presentation, uh, like a mock staff or professional development. So they were asked to pretend like they were delivering a professional development on the morning to some of our staff members. So they created a presentation and walked us through an activity just to see how they uh, build that kind of stuff and how they would support and coach our, our teachers. Uh, if it's an administrator, um, you know, we'll, we'll have uh, additional rounds of interviews, but then the last level, the last layer is always a meeting with me and maybe a, another administrator or two. And those conversations are trip typically unscripted. I don't draft any questions. It's more conversational. Um, I ask some things to every candidate. Uh, I always want to know what people are proud of. I always want to know uh, how people gauge whether or not their day was a good day. There are some questions that I ask of everybody. Um, and if they listen to this podcast, they'll now be able to prepare for those. Um, but those are unscripted. And I think those kind of conversational interviews give us a really interesting glimpse. You can prepare a lot for interviews and you have a pretty good idea what you're gonna be asked when you're going for a job interview. But I think those conversations give you just a different glimpse into somebody's experience their passions, what they're interested in, and maybe their impact they're gonna have. So that whole process gives us uh, a, a number of different looks and allows a lot of people to weigh into the hiring and to give us feedback from students to staff members to, to administrators. On that note, we have to wrap up the podcast because class I talk ends too much. soon. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, class ends soon and we both have to go to our second period of the day. But are there any closing thoughts you'd like to share before we sign off? Oh, oh can I give you a final question? Oh, yeah. that one too. Okay. Um, as you've seen the setup and everything and how she works her, you know, magic, do you, uh, do you believe she should continue this? Oh, my God. Podcasting? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Like I think after this, high school? this is a career. Uh, I have seen amazing things out of our students, but absolutely, this is uh, a passion that she clearly has and I think could run with. Nice. It's fun. So now you want my closing thoughts? Yeah, I want your closing thoughts. I just, I, I, first of all, thank you for this opportunity. Uh, I'm blown away by this setup, by the way. This is really cool. Uh, I just, it's important for me to say all the time. I introduce myself, and some of the people make fun of me, but I introduce myself everywhere I go at the district as the very proud principal of Wheeling High School. 
Um, I am the very proud principal here at Wheeling. I am absolutely honored every day to be able to come here. Um, I've been uh, through a lot. I've been in a lot. I've been involved a lot uh, in my career, uh, but I just, I've grown to absolutely truly love this place. And it's an honor for me. And it's very humbling to come here every day with the responsibility to try to make this the best place it can be. And uh, I'm very proud of the fact that I get to do that and honored uh, by the permission that everybody gives uh, to support me in that endeavor. And from our students, to our staff, to our community, to my, my own family, uh, I'm just very grateful to be here. We're, we're glad to have you. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Well, on that note, we will, I will see you guys next time. Bye.